0: The Retro Lounge is a look back into the archives of the Recruiter's Lounge podcast with Jim Stroud and Karen Madden. The Recruiter's Lounge podcast posted weekly between the years of 2005 and 2010. With energy, wit, and opposite points of view, <laughs> Jim Stroud and Karen Madden discussed, debated, and squabbled like children over HR issues that affected the workplace and society overall for the benefit of all who would listen. Way back, let's see, September 29th, 2007, this episode of the Recruiter's Lounge originally aired. It was entitled Career Days, and this is the original description. Not once did anyone say, When I grow up, I want to be a recruiter. Jim Stroud discusses his career day experience with Doug Be About. Jim wonders if children will ever aspire to become recruiters or will it continue to be a profession that people stumble into. Tune in to hear the debate and a pitch for a very interesting product. Well, find out what I had to say along with Doug B. about who was my guest in the Recruiters Lounge way back when, September 29th, 2007,
1: right after this special message. Recruitment marketing, as compared to maybe employer branding, is all about getting your message and your story in front of the right audience. It's a lot to manage. And what Practic Talent does for our clients is we help centralize so you have one partner, one vendor to help you manage all those relationships. And not only that, we help you track the effectiveness of every media dollar you spend on hiring so that you know in real time that you're getting the greatest ROI for your marketing investment to attract great talent into your company. We help our clients with recruitment marketing in a couple of ways. One is a recruitment marketing strategy. And with that, we really take the time to help you build the right strategy. And then we get mutual approval on that strategy before you spend a single dime. The other way we do this is through our agency of record service. This is a partnership with you where we're able to reach out to publishers on your behalf to negotiate better pricing, to execute on media campaigns, uh, and really act as an extension of your team. Some of the benefits that our clients have seen working with Practic Talents, recruitment marketing services is an overall reduction of 30% cost per applicant. That's really significant. It's showing that we're able to leverage great technology, programmatic, and we're also flexible and scalable. We're platform agnostic. We're always gonna use whatever the greatest and latest technology is, whatever the best platforms are to help create efficiencies in your media purchasing so that you're always on the cutting edge. For more information on proactive talent, visit them
0: online at proactivetalent.com or click the link in the podcast description.
2: Radio, radio, radio talent Innovative audio on demand. Hi, I'm Jim Stroud. Welcome to The Recruiter's Lounge. The Recruiter's Lounge is a podcast of news, interviews, and commentary on the recruiting industry. And it was designed with you in mind. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your time in The Recruiter's
3: Lounge. Right now, millions of people are looking for and finding jobs on the Internet. But are you getting paid when they find a job? Well, now you can. When online employment sites like Monster and CareerBuilder came on the scene, they took billions of dollars out of the pockets of The Recruiter. But now, there's a new sheriff in town called WorkGiant, the recruiter's best friend. WorkGiant is empowering recruiters throughout the country to take back your industry. WorkGiant is a national and broadly focused job board, but with some very distinct differences. One difference is, with WorkGiant, employers and recruiters can post jobs for free, search the resume database for free, and only pay 1% upon a hire. WorkGiant markets through professionals in the industry. Why? Because it's your industry. As a professional recruiter, you have the employer relationships. You have the job seeker contacts. It is your industry. It's yours to take back now. WorkGiant will never replace recruiter value-added services. In fact, we offer you a way to monetize 95% of the market that currently goes to the online job board industry refer current or former clients and surplus job seekers to your work giant affiliate website refer once and you own the relationship then get paid every time they make a hire for as long as they make hires someone is going to lock up your employer contacts it might as well be you every time a hire is made by one of your clients or one of your job seeker referrals you get paid it's that easy so take back your industry with the power of residual income from Work Giant.
2: Hello, welcome once again to the Recruiters' Lounge. I'm your host Jim Stroud, and not sitting with me at this time is my co-host Karen Madden, who could not make it this time. Uh, so sorry, miss her, but she's off doing uh, great and wonderful things. But in her stead, I decided to call up one of my other friends um, to co-host with me, so I won't be here talking to my lonesome and that friend. Is Doug about? How are you, Doug? Good, Jim.
4: How have you been? I'm uh, privileged to sit in for Karen and to be with you today.
2: No, no problem. Just, let me sort of, uh, if I if I were to state your entire biography, that'd probably be the entire show right there, because yeah. you're so credentialed. But let me just give yeah. give everybody just a quick overglance. You know, Doug B. about has been around for 27 years uh, of expertise in top production, personnel services, firm ownership, and industry training. Uh, after that, uh, it's a much longer bio. <laughs> but, <laughs> Do people yeah. know that you do know what you're talking about when recruiting comes up?
4: Well, I believe we do. Yes. Um, you know, I I'm glad we had a chance to talk today. How have you been? What's going
2: on? Well, um, I was at, I had an interesting time. I, my my daughter um, at her school to have these you know these career day things. Oh yeah. Where you have to like you know um, say I want to be this when I grow up. Or, I want to be that when I grow up. And then she draws draws like this really cute little picture of things. And so I was. Standing there, you know, doing a daddy thing, and I was listening. And as one kid said, you know, when I grow up, I want to be a fireman because firemen are heroes, and and they save people's lives. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, you know. Somebody said, I want to be a policeman. I want to be a lawyer. Uh, Somebody, believe it or not, wanted to be a garbage man because they thought that was the coolest job. (laughs) It was (laughs) kind of funny. And then uh, as I was sitting there sort of absorbing all the cutesiness of of the event, because it it was really cute, um, I I was thinking – no one stands up to say, you know what, when I grow up, I want to be a recruiter. Yeah, n- nobody says that. It's, it's not on anybody's career day plan at all. And I thought about it, and I said, yeah, how does one go about even be- I mean, and I'm saying this after being in recruiting for 10 years, but how does one get into recruiting? It's like something people just sort of fall into. I mean, how would you even start with that?
4: Well, it- it's it's pretty much the truth that I don't think anybody has, a, as you said, a career day where, you know, nobody woke up someday and thought, you know, when I grow up, I'm going to be a recruiter. And I had a career day like you're talking about with my younger kids. I have five kids. And when my younger daughters were in their career day, they were asking, my youngest daughter stood up and said, my daddy is a recruiter. He tells people he can't find him a job
5: <laughs>
4: because she had heard so many times when I would say to someone, "Well, you're really not a fit for what I'm looking for," but unfortunately, she didn't. See, she didn't hear the one out of thirty calls where you know we got you
2: the offer. Congratulations! Kids say the darndest things, yeah.
4: So she had she had the whole thing backwards. But I think that you know, in order to get into the recruiting industry. You've got a lot of options. You can go get a franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can enter into the industry as a franchisee at different levels uh, temporary services, outplacement, contracting, all the way up through the executive search ranks hmm. or a variance or a blend therein. And hmm. that's always an option. Uh, for the more free spirited, independent person that likes to be sort of uh, in charge of everything themselves and not to share that administration with others. Uh, they wouldn't be a good franchise candidate, but they would be a good independent recruiting firm, recruiter, or entrepreneur-owner. And those avenues are wide and varied. Uh, You know, it's funny you say this about people not wanting to come in our business or not thinking about it.
5: Mm -hmm.
4: And I guess if they really thought about it, they might not. Hmm. because statistically about 80 or 85 percent of the people that jump into recruiting jump out of it in six months. Wow.
2: That's and a big a number. Huge,
4: huge turnover. And it's it's not because the intentions, the skills, or the capacity of those people or the uh, capacity of the recruiting industry marketplace wouldn't support more people.
5: Mm-hmm. Lord
4: knows we need more. Sure. But the problem is that they don't have training. They don't they don't know what to do; they come in with a misconception that well, I know a lot of people on this side of the desk, and I used to hire people myself, so I know what these recruiters do. I'll throw out my shingle I'll call everybody I know mhm and at the end of the day, when they count all their friends, they don't have enough to hold in one hand,
2: sure, sure, and
4: so they can't generate a business or you know they they can't sustain a business, and so a lot of them fall off the wagon eventually. The people who I deal with, and, I, and I've opened up a little over 400 recruiting firms around the world.
5: Yeah, yeah.
4: Independents, franchises, the whole nine yards. And I see a pattern. And the pattern is the people who have received comprehensive training understand intuitively, practically, and tact- tactically how to run a recruiting practice invariably succeed and do better than the rest of the industry. You know, more than half of the money that's taken to the bank by recruiters is taken to the bank by the top 10% of our population of recruiters. Hmm. It's very top-heavy. And so you've got a a huge squat pair principle going on here. Uh, You know, you've got a wide base and a very small top. And so I think basically – your your only real option for success and entrance is to get full comprehensive training which um frankly was one of the major motivations as a professional recruiter and speaker and a leader in the industry one of my major motivations to create what we just created was to provide a venue an avenue an option for people to get that kind of training short of buying a franchise short of having to go to work in practice for someone else for a year Mm -hmm. or if they're in a practice now or they're in their own business now and they're struggling like many do this is an opportunity for them to pick up what they need and rush ahead and do well
2: so not only is it for people who don't know what they're doing but for people who uh, want to go from good to great as well
4: right a lot of people right now in this market jim uh... are facing a lot of frustration Mm -hmm. and it, it can become disconcerting when You've got hungry clients that are dying for people, and the demand is enormous. The candidate supply is historically shallow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet, as hungry as these clients are, they're indecisive, mm. and they don't move fast enough. They don't move decisively enough. Uh, you've got candidates who are ready for improvements in, the, in their careers, which staled out there for quite a few years during the recession. Sure. They're hungry for improvement, upper mobility, a chance to grow. But yet they get up to the altar and they get nervous and shaky. And and I think a lot of it's because the recruiters involved in those scenarios are unaware of the conditions they're really facing and how to handle them.
2: Right. Right.
4: And a lot of what worked chapter and verse, even as little as five years ago, isn't going to work anymore.
2: Let me ask you this question because I'm sure someone is thinking about it as they as they're listening to us right now. They've yeah. seen and heard a lot of so-called gurus that are out there, um, you know, saying that they're the end-all, beat-all in recruiting, and they know everything. Follow them, but they don't actually do the work every day. I think that's what yeah. sort of separates you from the others because you actually you're actually doing it every day. If I'm if I'm correct. Oh
4: yeah, yeah. I I I will I will stop training, Jim. I'll stop speaking, but I'll never stop. Making placements because that's the the core of what I love doing. Mm-hmm. But I've I've developed that practice of mine to the extent that, with the support of two full time researchers and some extremely effective client relationships, I have the opportunity to do these other things. And I believe that one thing I would like to leave as a legacy in the industry, and this may sound a little blue sky and for the baby boomers, a little Susie cream cheese, <laughs> is that is that I would like, if I could leave a legacy, it would Mm -hmm. be providing a lot of recruiters the opportunity to get the right kind of training from someone who's doing it now. And I see a lot of training opportunities available to recruiters. Some of them are very good.
5: Mm -hmm. And the
4: content in a given session or at a given seminar or workshop is good, but it's a piece. It's like taking... A cookie cutter and cutting out a circle in Times Square and handing it to someone and saying, "Now you can be a tire- tour guide in Times Square."
5: Right. right
4: All they see is the corner of the marquee mm-hmm. And it's not that any of the trainers are putting out bad stuff. It's just that nobody has put out something that is from A to Z, soup to nuts, from as they say, womb to tomb, everything you need to know to operate a recruiting practice.
2: Now, the, the, the training that you're getting together will address that, if I'm from, from, from correct.
4: Yes. Uh, this new thing we're doing is called, uh, it, it's sort of revolutionary, but I'll explain why in a minute, but it's okay. called the Art of Recruiting Masters. Hmm. And it's it's not just what I do as a top producer. It's not just what uh, I've learned over the years that I know works. Part of it, of course, is that. But I also work consultatively with hundreds of other top producers and big billers. And so I've woven into this course not only what I do well, but what works for others as well, because I don't want to replicate myself or try to clone myself. Everybody's a little different, so I'm giving them alternatives in different techniques. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the the course is extremely unique because, Jim, it, um, it gives people an option they've never had. Okay. And that option is to take the course, on their own schedule when they can do it. Wow. But it's going to be live, it's going to be online, it's going to be done through uh, GoToWebinar. It's a webinar-based program. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'll be PowerPoint slides and live lecture followed by live Q&A. And if a person can't make the Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time slot, which it'll be for ten consecutive weeks,
5: mm-hmm.
4: then they can take that same module anytime time during the course. So if on uh, week three they want to go back and review week one or they missed week three and they want to get it before week four, it's there to be watched. It's like a streaming availability online so you can go there and get what you missed or review what you'd like to see twice. Mm-hmm. They also get in-depth detailed written materials with each module, each of the ten modules. And each module builds upon the past modules to build this process like a chain. And when you're done, you're going to understand the whole thing. There will be quizzes given each week that are, you know, it's the honor system. We're all adults. So they get to take the test, and then they get the score at the end of the week in terms of what was the right answer. Mm -hmm. I'll have a live chat room available two days later on Thursday nights for them to get on there online with me live for an hour or so every night, uh, to or every every Thursday night to uh, ask questions. So, you know, you know the other thing I like about this is they can take this on a Tuesday afternoon or evening. Mm-hmm. Then the next morning at eight o'clock they can apply it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they can work on it for a day or two, and then they can go to the chat room Thursday night and say, Hey, I did this. It didn't work. Or Hey, I did this, and got any ideas. Or, hey, I tried this. What are you guys doing? And the chat room is not just going to be me responding to questions. Everybody Mm. in that chat room is going to have the right to speak up. There will also be a 24-7 blog that starts the day after the course commences. Okay. Okay. And so I'm trying to give all the people who participate not only the training and the content and the techniques in a verbal, an audio, a visual, and a textual format but to give them an interactive exchange opportunity throughout the course. So I think it's unique. I mean, I, I've been around the training business for 20 years, and I've never seen anything like this, which is why we created it, because I think that, you know, Jim, I've provided the same training to people mm-hmm. on a one-on-one basis. for it, It's evolved, of course, but the, the opportunity to work with me as a trainer one-on-ones existed for 10 or 12 years. Okay. But I can only touch a handful of people a year doing that.
2: Sure, sure.
4: This sure. way I can reach hundreds or thousands of people who
2: can take advantage of the same training. You know, as I listen to you describe your, your program, it, it sounds almost like a, um, a college level uh, class. It was know?
4: designed after a Stanford University course.
2: Okay. There you go. <laughs> that's why it and, sounds like I was going. I won't.
4: I won't. You know, I, I. I. I certainly am not guilty of plagiarism. but I, <laughs> What I did, though, is I looked at their course content and I looked mm-hmm. at the way they deliver it, and I thought, well, this is a professional course. Let's put something together that's not dissimilar to what they may be taking in their undergraduate or graduate work.
2: Very nice. Because uh, as you said, I. I haven't heard or seen anything like it. I usually, when I think of uh, training that recruiters get, is usually a webinar or it's at a conference, and you're there for a moment, and then you're gone, and then you have to rely on your notes. Um, well,
4: one thing I can promise them, Jim, and I, mm-hmm. I can, I'll can i make this promise to anybody that hears this, when you come into these sessions, mm-hmm. you walk out with practical content, techniques, tactics, the things you should say, the things you should hear, and how to get to the bottom of everything, and you can do it the next day. Now, I have hired speakers and trainers around the industry. You know that I speak around Mm -hmm. the industry. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have been incredibly entertained by some of the speakers that I've hired. I've sat in the back of the room rolling on the floor laughing. Hmm. But what I've also realized is that sometimes people leave those sessions and they get out to the parking lot and they get to their car, and as they're putting a key in the door, it kind of hits them. That person was really funny, but I don't think I learned anything. (laughs) Right. And so I, I've tried very hard in the content of this course to keep it, as you said, collegiate in that regard. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know one of my favorite saying is is that training without coaching
5: mm-hmm.
4: is just entertainment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I'm trying to stay loyal to that adage and give them the coaching as well as the training. So I'm hoping it's very successful. We're really excited about what it can do for recruiters and its potential in the industry.
2: What are the alternative um, dates and times, again, for those who, who um, well, the first, didn't, it, the, didn't
4: the get first, it? Well, the first program of this course is going to start October 16th. I think it's about three weeks. Okay. And uh, it's going to start on Tuesday nights, first one being October 16th. It will run ten consecutive Tuesdays at 7 p.m., mm-hmm. And it'll conclude on December eighteenth just short of the holidays. The next installment of that is not yet scheduled, but I'm expecting it'll probably be January eighth.
2: Okay. Okay, and,
4: uh, you know, I think that people will find it exciting. I mean, you know, people can probably I don't want to chew your time up bragging about my course. I think no, people no.
2: <laughs> people
4: took if people took a few minutes and went to the website, I think they could see quite a bit about the course, about me about there's a lot of detail there about the content each module has and what it provides mm-hmm. and some references on my training and stuff so and there's an opportunity there to enroll too. It's uh, pretty easy to remember. It's recruiter e like echo mm-hmm. e learning. All one word. Recruiter e dot com.
2: Recruiter e dot com.
4: Right. It's easy there's to also learn. a link off my website which is Doug b About. B E A B O U T dot com. Like it'll be about time for our interview.
2: <laughs> well, very cool. Hopefully, uh, in the near future, next time I go to a Career Site and someone says, I want to uh, be this, that, and the other, someone, some kid will stand up and say, I want to be a recruiter. Because uh, my parents took Doug Beaboff's course, <laughs> and now there I'm also go. inspired
4: to be a recruiter. Or maybe as well. my daughter will stand up and say, I want to be a trainer. Because uh, my dad trains recruiters. <laughs> 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 anyhow, Jim, seriously though, I hope people do attend, and I hope they uh, get as much out of it as we've intended for them to receive.
2: sure, and I, I like to do this also, maybe at the end of your class, you can come back and one of your one of your a students can come by and and I can discuss it with them so they can not only hear from you but maybe from one of your students as well as too
4: Oh sure, uh, the or and of the end I, anything I can do that'd be fine. Cool, cool. Well, I appreciate
2: you sitting in with Karen for or sitting in for Karen since she wasn't able to You're make my it. my best. I will. I will.
4: She's my buddy. I, I, I
2: miss her. <laughs> uh, you heard that, Karen? You were missed. Uh a Kodak moment. Well, Doug, uh, <laughs> be about. Thanks for your time on Recruited Lounge.
4: Jim, thank you. It's always a privilege, and I hope to speak with you soon. Yep.
2: Well, that's it for this show. You've been a wonderful audience. If you like what you heard, love what you heard, or <laughs> just plain hate what you just heard, uh, let me know. Your feedback matters. You can reach me through my website at jimstroud.com slash podcast. That's jimstrou dcom slash podcast. So until next time, I'm Jim Stroud, and you're not. Radio, radio, radio,
0: Innovative audio on demand. And so this ends this edition of the Retro Lounge, home of classic episodes of the Recruiter's Lounge podcast. If you haven't already, uh, subscribe now so you don't miss a future episode. Okay? Cool. Until next time, bye-bye.
2: Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo.